Patience is a virtue, a statement I feel like I've heard one too many times and I'm tired of it. What does it even mean? It's said so many times without explaining what patience is or virtue for that matter. These are important questions that we will be answering in this episode of the Baguette Boys and You podcast. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I appreciate you bearing through that long-winded rant to start the podcast. So now your patience is rewarded and I will finally get this thing rolling. I am Derek, your host, joined by my fellow Baguette Boys, Richie and Connor. How's it going, fellas? It's going. It's going. I'll tell you what, it's really, really cold outside here in Boston. Yeah, it's excruciating for uh for us california boys to be in the northeast right now but yeah no it's going well yeah how's that how's apartment going it sucks <laughs> i'm having to practice patience every single time i uh go see them i don't know it's really tough actually I, I was going through i saw a bunch today been seeing them pretty much every day this week so you think it's going to be exactly what the photos look like and then you walk in there and you're like wow this is a closet. I could maybe fit my bed. Damn, what a struggle. It just sucks. They're, they they just hit you with the fisheye lens photos. So they just hit you with that. And so you, you it always just looks like it's going to be bigger. And it's not. But we'll see. How many apartments have I seen? Yeah. At least 30. Wow, dude. In oh person? Goodness. Yes. Oh, my God. Whew. That is some patience. Yeah, for sure, dude. Before we get to our main topic, which I'm sure the listeners have guessed is patience. Um, we're going to review our challenge from last week. I'm actually very excited for this one. It was kind of a fun one. The challenge from last week was learn a new word and use it in a conversation. I actually took this farther than I anticipated because I have three words that I didn't anticipate, but they just all just popped into my life. Before I get to mine, I actually want to do this in a fun way. So when you guys introduce your word, Use it in a way to start the conversation. We won't go off on all these tangent conversations, but I think it'd be a fun way to for us to just, you know, start the conversation right now. I was just gonna say I don't have a lot of hubris when I uh, go out and teach my classes. I was trying to learn and trying to grow a little bit, so my word was hubris, and uh, hopefully my mom's really proud of me, and I hope I use the word correctly. But we'll see. Somebody will somebody will say something if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like it. <laughs> so I unfortunately did not do this challenge this week. Just a lot going on, but uh, yeah. Well, thirty um, apartments. I'm I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. More priorities, but, uh, you know. Priorities. Say so it's it's more imperative that you find an apartment than you do our challenge. Hi. Yeah. 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 Is so, it a word. new word? It. So I chose it because I I knew about the word because it has something to do with programming. And I always, I, I'm always like, I don't know what imperative programming is. What does that even mean? So I looked into it, and now it makes sense. And so now I can use that word in an everyday conversation. There is one word that I was picking up on like all week during these meetings I was in and I can't, I don't even know what it means. And they kept saying it like all week. Does like, does that, does it, it basically means like, does it make sense? And it was like, does that a uh, guac or something like that? And I was like, this literally, they kept saying it like all, all the time. But yeah, that was, if there was going to be a new word, that would have been it. But uh, yeah, I didn't use it. Cause I had no idea what the heck they were saying, but I'll get back to you guys <laughs> next week. Next week. I actually want to share one other one with you guys because I was listening to a podcast and they used it and it sounded really cool. And also, I think it applies to a lot of things I do. So the sentence I wrote for this is, I usually take on a lot of projects. You might call me quixotic. What does that mean? I say it doesn't give a lot of the context for the word, but it's I think it's exceedingly idealistic, almost to a fault, where you pretty much are like so idealistic where you tend to like it tend to it does more harm than good. Overwhelming yourself with projects. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I can do that. I, I got this. I can, yeah, no, no, this is good. I can do this. And then in the moment, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is a lot going on. But you have to manage it like through uh, understanding how much you have in progress. And I think sometimes we forget that. 100%. I just think I'm overconfident sometimes. I'm like, I can do everything. No worries. Cool. All right. That was a fun challenge. But we're going to roll on to our, our year segment. And since this is going to come out on the first day of February, we're going to be talking about our February goals. I want to go to Richie to hear his goals for the month. Yeah, so January went well. I guess there's nothing too much to complain about. I, I can't imagine. I think obviously apartment hunting and the last little bit here was sick. And this week was I was sick and whatnot. But um, for next month, three goals, my three goals being I want to build out the menu bar on the website I'm building. 
I want to read or listen to the Atomic Habits book. And I want to complete my Neil deGrasse and Tyson, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson masterclass. So hopefully those three kind of get me going. I, I definitely think I'm going to have a very busy month of February with moving, kind of finish finding this apartment. So there's just going to be a lot going on, but I think that those three are definitely obtainable. And uh, as I talked to Derek about my goals last time, it was like we really want. I I think it's important based on our conversation to like dial in on what exactly am I trying to deliver for the website. And so um, like trying to pick a specific item that I want to work on within it is, uh, is important because then I can kind of say I did it or not, <laughs> or I made progress or not. I can sh show some type of progress uh, versus last month's goals. So yeah, I think these are a good three for me. Glad to hear anything that you guys have uh, to think here. No, I think you're on the right track putting yourself and giving yourself tasks rather than, you know, being very broad about it. Cause I think that's when we were discussing your January goals last week, I felt like that was a, a big thing. Now you kind of have those check check boxes that you can mark off and uh, kind of feel really successful in the month rather than being in this kind of in-between state. Yeah. 100% agree. Con, what are your goals? All right. Uh, I'll give a recap of January because that's kind of what Richie did, but the last week was rough. It it got below freezing. Sorry, let me get you a little bit more descriptive there. It was zero degrees for a few days, and those days were the days I had planned on running. So the last week in January, I ended up not running at all, but I, I felt okay about it. I wasn't too upset about myself for not getting those runs in because... I didn't need to run when being outside was going to give me frostbite. So uh, I managed to just kind of accept that and move on because looking at the weather going in the future, it's going to look pretty good. I think this was a big cold storm that we were just having. Not really sure, but uh, I, like, I'm not beating myself up about it. So that was a, a good thing for me. But to go on top of that running in February, I really want to focus on keeping my heart rate uh, below a certain threshold. Um, I'm going to put myself at around 160 beats per minute. A lot of the times when I go running, my average heart rate is like 170, 180. But most of the time, it's the very beginning where I'm going like full steam ahead. And I, some of my, my runs, my max heart rate gets up to like 199. And if I'm ever going to be competing in anything, I need to make sure that I'm controlling my heart rate so that way I can last for longer bouts and not do those initial sprints and be gassed out and fighting to get the runs done. Like I want to actually feel really good at the end of the runs. Not that I don't, but it's like a different kind of feeling. So I'm hoping I can master that. The goal two I had was a lot of my certifications. That was a broad one. In January, I was looking at more just the book side of things for my sports performance certification. Now I'm going to dive into the actual class of it. There's 11 modules that need to be completed. Hoping I can get around seven or eight of them done this month. We do have some things going on in March. And I don't want to feel too rushed because my goal was to get that certification done by the end of March. And we have our Spartan race coming up. And uh, I do want to hit uh, the mountain a couple times in March because that's usually when we have pretty good snow. So just trying to balance some things out, hoping I can get some things done in February. That way I can feel relaxed and do some other things, personal things when it comes to March. And then my third goal was DJing or starting to mix music. So I've downloaded, I talked to Derek, uh, Richie actually talked to me a little bit about it too. I'm going to start using the program Serato DJ. Um, they have a playlist on YouTube with around 13 videos, but they're super quick and not really in depth. So I'm hoping I can burn through those videos in the first couple weeks of February, just to get the outline of what the program entails. And then Feb, uh, end of February to March, I can start to mess around with some of the songs. Now, Derek was kind enough to share his library of music, so I'm hoping I can take some of his music and just like blend some stuff. I, honestly, I don't really know. So I think when I get into February, end of February or March, I'll have a better understanding of what I actually want to do with a song. Cause right. Maybe it just is starting little transitions here and there, but not really sure. Just hoping I can get those uh, first couple weeks knocked out of the park and get to understand the program more. Um, so I'm not feeling too lost when we get into, uh, into March, but yeah, February goals. Whack. Hell Damn. Yeah. yeah. 
I have a question. I totally agree with you. But it's zero degrees outside. It's it's almost dangerous to run because honestly, you have to stare at the ground and make sure you don't step on ice and fall. Because yeah. I literally walk outside now and I'm seeing it all the time, and I I'm, I almost fall when I'm walking. So <laughs> <laughs> the point I was gonna make is when, or the question I was gonna make was the last week when you didn't run, did you supplement it with some type of stretching or other things that I know you're kind of keen on? Yeah, I. I... Me and my coworkers switch off virtual classes. So our gym, we offer three virtual classes a week. So some some weeks I'll te- teach two. Some days or some weeks I'll take two of those virtual classes. So I'm always staying active in there. The runs are just something to add on top of that. And one thing I actually haven't brought up is I stretch every night now. Um, I, I do it right before Yo. I go to bed. And it is, it's amazing. It, it changes my sleep. It makes me feel really good. And I wake up not feeling stiff and for a while i've been feeling really stiff in the mornings and one due to cold weather it happens but now that i'm taking like 10 to 15 minutes out of my night while i'm watching like netflix or something to just sit down and stretch and go through a little bit of a stretching routine oh man it feels great so that's probably runs onto the feeling of feeling good and not beating myself up because of the runs because i'm i'm doing more things than just the running so to answer your question yes i am doing more and it and i think that makes me feel really good about it that's that's really good and i mean i i feel like i need to take a page of that, out of that book because sometimes i wake up and feel very stiff i'll tell you i mean th- when i first started it it sucked like jill is very flexible she was a she was a dancer in college so she has that flexibility in her so she'll be able to tuck her hips through some stretches and i just don't have that hip mobility and people that have that hip mobility where they can tuck their their hips underneath and reach forward to, you know, grab their feet or reach out in front of them with their legs apart. It's, it's incredible to have that flexibility. So I'm kind of like learning from her how to do that stuff. And a lot of it is just tightness in the hips and my hamstrings. So once I'm starting to get my hamstrings a lot more flexible, I'm starting to work the hip motion so I can be able to sit upright with my legs out in front of me and not feel like it's a workout. (laughs) Cause most of us, if we like sit up straight, and don't have anything behind us like we either have to put our hands behind us to support ourselves or um, we just physically can't do it and that's something that i for some reason really want to do one day so i'm hoping i can get to that point where my flexibility is so so good that i can just sit upright and it not feel like an actual workout to just sit straight up with my legs out in front of me i agree with that i kind of feel like that now and as you're talking about it i perked up a little bit to (laughs) to get my posture better but uh before we get to mine, I actually wanted to just point out with yours, I, I'm really glad that you're thinking ahead and you're like kind of piecing out like your March and February and you're seeing like, oh, I want to do this in March. So let me make sure I get ahead of it. I think that's really good. And a lot of people don't do that. And just kudos to you for looking ahead like that. I wouldn't have done this if we didn't start this, you know, five months ago <laughs> or started talking. Oh, honestly, it started with Mind Journal back last January with Richie, just like giving myself the option to think ahead and not think on a day-to-day basis. Cause I think that was a real thing that I was going through post-college and I wasn't really looking forward. I was just kind of living and, and doing me. And now that I'm have some things in, in my eyesight, I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying to accomplish that stuff. And it's just giving me excitement. It's making me a little happy, you know, Dang it's making man. me a little happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I will give my goals for February. January was a pretty good month for me. I started 2021 pretty strong. There's a few bouts of like random depression, but it was just kind of like the, it was just like the feeling of of the of my motivation sapping because once you get in the dog days of of after New Year's, you know, it just it's tough to keep going. But I'm excited because I'm gonna do this course on a website called Front and Ma- Front and Masters, and it's a really good course. They have pretty much courses tailored to each career path you want to go down so the one that i'm taking is to be like that lead engineer and just kind of like know the ins and outs of javascript which is exactly my year for, goal for the year so i'm going to take it it's around 60 hours of content which is a lot especially because i have to really pay attention and like really try to understand it um, so that's going to take up a lot of my time that's the main goal i have and the, the next goals i'm talking about i have to be honest with the listeners that I wrote them down for February, but I'm actually in Torrance right now, and my goals are in San Francisco, so they might change next week. Just, just let you, letting you know. 
But the one that I do remember for the most part for my state current goal, I want to watch one new movie and one and listen to one new album to stay current. Um, it's just something that I feel like I don't do as much anymore. I just watch whatever's on Netflix or what I think is interesting, which is good. But I want to, again, I want to stay current. For Japanese, this one's likely to change, but I'm going to try and finish the chapter that I'm on, which is chapter nine of the Genki book. And for the green goal, again, likely to change. Hopefully it doesn't. But I want to start a web dev project either on my own or through a volunteer site that is around the environment of some sort. Um, I've talked to a few organizations on volunteer sites about education websites. But if there is something I can do even on my own free time to for my green goal, I think that'd be cool. Mic drop. Yeah, mic drop for sure. Yeah, no, that <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, I think I like how you're potentially trying to tie your your green goal back to your career goal somehow. If that makes sense. Um, like, I think that's really interesting because it's, it's interesting and good because you're like kind of trying to, like you mentioned a couple episodes, like everything's so kind of code entangled together in your life and just in general, like everybody's life. And so like, I like how you're, you're not like, it'll feel like you're continuing to make progress on both. Well, like it's only one thing though. So I think it's really cool. Thanks man. Yo, keep me current with all the stuff that you're, watching and listening to because i'm really curious on what what type of music you're going to listen to and of course what movie because i'm a big movie guy now and i really want to watch some movies with you <laughs> nice yeah i'll let you know if actually you don't mind, I, uh, if you don't mind i know i'll totally tell you i haven't told brian this but uh remember how when brian came on the show he talked about tenant the I movie watched you watched it. did you watch it what do you think yeah uh, i loved it it's definitely you you have to pay attention you have and to the really first, pay like, attention first half of the movie you're like you have to recognize that you don't know what's going on. Yes, I, I, it's, so it's I started watching Inception. it. It's definitely Inception. I, I started watching it and I didn't finish it largely because I was I was a little bit high, and just <laughs> like having them talk to each other like that, I was like, oh god, oh oh god, what's yeah. what's happening? Who's who's that? What's going on? <laughs> I had yeah, to yeah, watch I it. I had to watch it twice because I didn't know what the hell happened the first time. And even after the second time, I was like, I still don't know what the hell just happened. So, yeah, you really have to pay attention. Like, don't look at your phone at all. Like, dive in. I'll be, I'll be continuing that path. Maybe not tenant as as intense as that, but that's that's my goal for the month. I'm with it. All right, so we have our goal set for February. I'm excited. Sounds like we are going to have a good month this month, and we're going to kill it. Yeah, baby. As for today. We're finally getting to our main topic, which is, again, patience. Um, I'm going to drive this conversation a little differently than we normally do. Each conversation that I'm going to try and drive is more of a compare and contrast versus anything else. We're not going to try and outright define patience. It might come out just because we're talking and shooting the shit with each other. But I'm going to try and do more of a compare and contrast between a few things. And the first one I want to do is comparing and contrasting patience versus waiting or just doing nothing. Um, I have some stuff for this, but I, I'm curious, do you guys have anything you want to touch on between patience and waiting or the differences? Um, maybe like the context of the situation, because patience and waiting can have their similarities. So maybe being patient in the sense of not getting frustrated for a long wait time. Because um, that's where I see like you, obviously, if like you walk into the DMV or the RMV, you know, you're going to be there for a long time. So being patient in that sense mm -hmm. and waiting for you know, things to happen rather than getting frustrated, knowing that it's going to be a while. I don't really know where you're trying to take that. So that's my take on the patience versus waiting. But uh, curious. Not trying to take, I mean, just trying to see what you guys think. Because I think there is a distinction. Um, where I'm coming from this is that patience, you have you have something in mind. You're like waiting. Not. I mean, you are waiting. You're waiting for something to happen or waiting for the right time to act whereas doing nothing or just waiting you don't you know you're just trying to kill time you're just like oh man let me just sit around watching tv because i have nothing nothing better to do right that's not really patience it's more of a distraction than anything because you have patience and you're and you're working towards something like you have a goal in mind it, it doesn't really do you any good if you're waiting for something to happen with that it's more beneficial if you like have some patience like you know what let me do something better with my time let me have some patience and mm. like put my time towards something else because I think a lot of people yeah, are like, kinda, oh, I can't do anything right now. Whatever. Yeah, kind of correlating patience with long-term goals 
and not waiting for that goal to happen, but being patient in the process of it, kind of like enjoying the process towards that long-term goal. Yep, exactly. Nice. Yeah, that's what I think about patience too, is really towards our goals. I see us as like being patient and not just recognize, recognizing it's not just going to happen overnight, right? Like it's going to be a process and I have to continue to take it one step at a time and understand like, it's just not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen, but it's just not going to happen tomorrow. And like, that is a virtue of patience in my mind versus us um, being like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to wait until, I don't know, March. And then I'm going to start working out for my (laughs) crop for our Mm -hmm. uh, Spartan race. Like those are two (laughs) different things. Like, I don't think you would, I think that, that there's a, there's a difference there, but I do think patience and waiting, um, can sometimes be the same thing. Like when I think of, Oh, if we're going to a restaurant and they're like, Hey, there's 30 minute line, you are going to have to be patient and potentially wait to get in. I think that mm-hmm. there's aspects like that, that come to mind where, you know, they could be very much the same. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I didn't even think about it like that. Especially cause like you really don't have any time. You don't, you don't have anything to do in that time, which Kind of makes me, the first thing I think of is uh, when you're at an amusement park, have you guys ever played uh, Heads Up? I think that's what it's called. On the, yeah. on the phone? Yeah. Like, that's that's a perfect I thing have, to do. I when have you're only just... played it, like, once or twice. Really? It's so much fun. Yeah. I, yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to do. If you if you don't have anything be- anything better to do, doing little things like that, especially when it comes to hanging out with other people, that's a fun thing to do when you're just doing nothing. But yeah. When you're being um, patient. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> There's something I wanted to say on this, which is if you if you are in a situation where you have a lot of time and your work is done, your goals are done, or you know you just all the things you feel like you have going on in your life, um, it's not a quote, but it's just something that I keep telling myself is that you are your own narrator. You are ultimately the person who decides what your life is looked like in that moment, in that time, and it's up to you if you have the energy and the time to do something you can go do something productive and not, not productive, but towards related to that goal. And I, every time I, I sit down and I'm like, you know what, I want to do something, but I don't have anything to do. I kind of tell myself that where it's like, you know, I, I could be going out for a walk or a jog or, or something like that. And just letting myself know that I'm my own narrator and I have the power to, to change my life like that. It, it helps me. That's nice. Yeah. That's something I don't think a lot of people would recognize. That's like being like uh, the quote of like, live your life. Like you're your, your own hero in your movie. You ever heard that before? Yeah, I haven't. Like, I like not that. sitting around, not sitting around, just waiting for things to happen. You know, being patient with a lot of the processes that happen. So with this comparing a crash, I do compare and contrast. I have a question, which is, what's an example of your patience being rewarded, or maybe even your waiting being rewarded? Tough. I don't even know if I like the more I think about it, I can think about like when I was a kid being rewarded, and I know I think that's an example that you were going to bring up, Derek. But like when I think about it right now, I think the patience that I have when it's being rewarded is just reaching my goals and feeling like uh, I've really like done something with it. Because a lot of the times, like with fitness, a lot of my fitness goals aren't going to happen right away. And I got to be patient in the process that it takes me. And when I get to that goal, when I reach whatever I wanted to reach, like that's, that's me getting rewarded for that. That self-satisfaction, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah, I definitely agree with Connor. Like that entire process, that patience is such a needed thing. And and it, that self-satisfaction reward is definitely there. For me right now, I'm having to be very patient on this apartment search in the hopes that I will be rewarded with a very <laughs> nice apartment that is within my budget. So I, I, I could see how the patience is relative to the reward sometimes like i'm hoping that's going to pay off so we'll see stay tuned it will it will so i'll i'll bring up that example connor was talking about for me but i'm gonna ask you guys a follow-up to that so i know the self-satisfaction is what you guys are getting out of this patience and waiting for your goals but is there anything you physically do like when you reach your goal like hey you know let me celebrate i i did this is there anything that you go do either with jill or with your new apartment in the future that you're going to do I usually call my boys, which is you guys. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Hey, we just uh, we got a big win. This is the big win, and uh, we all celebrate. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what are your thoughts? Um, I can't really think of anything, really. I mean, we do reward ourselves by cooking dinner. We used to reward ourselves by going out to eat, but we can't do that right now. So now we kind of yeah. bring the restaurant to the house um, and kind of just have those those dinner dates to reward ourselves with things that we've accomplished. Like she's in school right now, so when she's doing things and she's feeling good, like we want to make sure that we're riding that high and going doing things that will make us feel good. And sometimes that's cooking, you know. Nice. I love that. Damn, Damn that's so cute, dude. <laughs> Jeez. You're it's so just cute. food. When I celebrate my stuff, can you uh, can you come cook food for me? I love cooking, man. Did you know I wanted to be a, a chef when I was younger? Yes. I did not know that. What? Yeah, what? I took a lot of cooking classes when I was a kid. It was yeah. awesome. Connor, lo- Connor loves cooking. Well, I no, yeah, I, I could tell by like hanging out with him. I know that he loves cooking, him, and I, I see that. But I didn't know that he wanted to be a chef. That's a completely different thing. It, it was a, it's like a kid's uh, kid's dream, you know. I wanted to be a professional athlete too. So. <laughs> And I want to be an architect. You know how that went. I'm a fitness so, so, so you wanted to be a professional soccer playing chef architect. Bro, that's, could, that's all you need. You can that's still all do all that. Are you kidding? You a can still do all athlete, that. athlete, there's my living. I could cook for myself and be, you know, the next Gordon Ramsay, and I can build my own house. And when you retire, yeah. you'll yeah. architect your house. Okay. Exactly. Damn. My second house. You got it. Got it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't go as planned. I can tell you that. <laughs> nice. Well, on that uh, on that theme of being a kid, I'll, I'll bring up my example of being rewarded. Um, it's something I hold near and dear to my heart because it had again again a profound effect on me. And it was something along the lines of when I was in fourth grade, I did really well in a class that my mom didn't think I was gonna do well in, or something like that. I'm sure she thinks I do well in every class, but I got good grades, <laughs> and I had to work really hard for that whatever quarter semester, whatever you consider when you're nine years old. And she surprised me by taking me, like, literally taking me out of class and taking me to Disneyland for the day. And I just remember, like, the the pure excitement I, I felt then. I was like, are you serious? Like, is this really happening? And she was insistent that we were going. And I, yeah, it just was a really good way to, re- like, really uh, reinforce that, like, patience and hard work in me. And it, it definitely had an effect. So it was, it was really good. The best part about that story is that you were working really, really hard in this class. And your mom decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take you out of the class because we're going to go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? yeah, you did so well. Get out of that class now. Let's go. You, you Let's did go so well. You. I don't think you need to go tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's true. I didn't, you know, sometimes you got to pay to play. That paying pay the class. Go play. Respect. Nice. All right. So the next compare and contrast I want to do is patience versus grit, which um, I've always viewed myself as a pretty gritty person, but in recent years, I've kind of learned the nuances of grit, if you will, and I realized that it's not always a good thing. I think both are ultimately very good. I think patience is always a good thing, um, but grittiness is not because when it comes to grittiness, you can be like, all right, I need to put my head down, I need to work, and I need to just tough it out and just kind of take what's coming at me and, and keep powering through, which again, is can be good, but fundamentally, you could be going down a completely wrong path and you could be doing something the completely wrong way. Uh, a good example of this is that a thought, a business idea that I have right now is that I've always wanted to be a web developer. And I've always wanted to be like a freelancer and kind of own my own business one day and build websites for people. As much as I like to be creative, both of you guys know that I am not a artsy creative type. Um, as much as I try to be, I am not. So every time I try to build a website for someone, I always get overwhelmed with like the layout and like how making it look good, but I can make things happen. And I'm very excited by that. But I met these two girls in my course who are designers and we got along really well. So instead of me toughing it out and just being gritty and be like, all right, I need to learn how to be creative. I'm actually talking to them and planning to like work with them on projects and they can do the design work and I can just implement it. And the, the result is the same. I still make these websites. I still have a fun time doing it. And I probably learn a little bit about design from them. And they're really nice. And I really enjoy working with them. So I think that's a really good example of being patient and finding people to work with versus just toughing it out and doing it all on your own. I love that. Uh, but I don't I do I do want people to understand that grit is a good thing because it's like it's like perseverance of, of effort. You know? Yeah, just to tag team on that, I agree with Connor. Um 
I think being gritty is is good. I think it's a good thing. And you can be and and not that patience is a bad thing, but you can be patient, but you can be patient for the wrong thing too, though. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. just because you're patient doesn't mean that it's going to be for the right reasons or it's mm-hmm. going to work out. I agree. I mean, if you're too patient, that's that's you being a doormat, right? But I also see your point with with the grit going in the wrong direction too. You know, not putting yourself in a position to win. That self compassion, that self drive, not not really working in your favor. Because I find that if you are on the right path, like you know what you want to get done, like that's when grit can really be good because you have that passion and you're persevering through a lot of tough times. It may be, or you are on a timetable. But I do see how grit can be a negative effect, especially if you're not looking at the right thing and doing the wrong thing for so long. It can really be detrimental to that success. Yeah, for sure. But, actually, but in the inverse as well. So actually, you guys brought up good points with that. Both can be good and bad. Do you think it's hard to compare these things, first of all, but do you think one can be more detrimental than the other if like they're both done in extreme? Yeah, but I think of gritty, the thing that pops in mind for this month for the listeners like we we talked about or derek talked about his goals in january and like how at some point you know the dog days hit and and he just had to like put his head down and keep working right like keep moving forward and i think that more closely aligns to grittiness than it does patience right like the patience is the aspect of like i need to be patient to eventually receive this reward hopefully or like some type of thing i'm being patient for those reasons but the grittiness is coupled with the patience is like really the like the meat of the day to day that you're going through to until you get that reward. And you're being until, you, you know, the reason that patience is, I think, so tightly coupled with grittiness in my mind is just because, like, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get this reward, hopefully. And you have to be patient and just recognize I need to, you know, step up and just be gritty right now and just keep moving forward. Like that's how I'm kind of picturing the two together in my mind, at least. I love that. Yeah, no, yeah, that was, that was maybe the quote of the episode, man. You made, especially that was such a good way to put it. And just kind of like, sometimes you, you just got to suck it up and, and put power through and, and the results waiting for you. And that definitely is grit. You know, you just got to see where it goes. And even if you the end is an insight, you just got to power through. So when you go back and you put on the 1990s alternative rock station, just get get to work, baby. <laughs> so the last point I wanted to, to touch on um, before opening up to to you guys is how do you balance the now mentality versus patience? Because we talked about the now mentality in the past, and I I feel like I struggle with this one the most because again I'm quixotic, and I always want to do thing everything now. I always want to take on new projects and like I want to do this right now. And it's hard because sometimes I, I can't just do everything right right now. I have to be patient and be like, you know what? I'll take this on and I'll plan for this in a week, even though I just took it on, which is hard for me. So how do you balance that? Where my mind goes on this question is there's a time to be patient and there's a time to be act. Like there's sayings out there like, if you want to get what you want, go ahead and get what you want. Or if you want something, go get it, right? Like work hard, go get that thing. Um, I think being patient is great but i think the now mentality is the same as what we were just talked about in the grittiness where like you're not necessarily going to get the reward but that doesn't mean that you don't do the work and if you're going to do the work do it now um don't wait right and so i think patience is like yeah it's going to happen eventually but like still like to the now mentality like just do it now that's where i think of i think those two correlate in my mind um, but that doesn't mean you're going to get the reward. So you may need to be patient. I see what you're saying. I, I agree with that. I So the way I, I want to differentiate this for myself too is the now mentality, I think, applies to like small tasks. Like if you have something, it's like take out the trash. Do it. Do it now. Do it right then and there. It's not something that you should, should put off. Even if you're tired, it's something easy to do. Just walk outside and take out the trash. I think where the the real nuance of it comes into play when it's like, I want to get this promotion at my work, right? You can't, there's not, there's no physical task you can do right now to make that happen. The only thing you can do right now is stress about it, which some stress is good. So you should stress about it, but like 
if you're doing it, trying to do everything now to get that promotion, it's not going to work out. So I think you should kind of like put together a little plan over the next few months, like take, take a page out of Connor's book where he was planning for February and March and like saying like, Hey, I want to do these things in these months. And this is my goal I have later in sight. So I'm going to be patient with that, with that plan in mind. I think those are some of the nuances between those two things. Yeah. I, 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 I see that a lot and really understanding, does it need to be done now? Or can I be patient and get this done at a later time? Like, is this going to make me feel overwhelmed or is this going to increase my stress level? Like you were saying, like, if you're trying to get that promotion, do these things need to be done right now? Is that going to be the most efficient use of your time? Or can you be patient and say, I'm going to do this next week because my, my plate is a little lighter. I have more time to do things and I can put more effort towards that stuff. So I think it's really just starting to understand the situation that you're in and really understanding yourself and what you can accomplish because being patient and making sure that you can get those things done can really set yourself up for more success than you thought. Because I think a lot of times we like to rush into things or we get excited and we want to do it now because we don't want to put it off or we don't want to forget about it. You go and take some notes from me and, and start making daily to-do lists, but <laughs> Um, I think it's just really starting to really understand the situation that you're in and whether those things need to be done now, can be done now, or don't need to be done now. I'm going to, this example I literally just thought of, and it's probably going to be a little bit off topic, but you made me think of it, of that being excited and wanting to do it right now. And that's usually when things kind of slip up. The example I give is that anytime I used to play basketball, I say used to because it's a pandemic and I can't play anymore. Um, (laughs) When I would when I would get someone with a move, when I would juke someone out and like it was very obvious that they fell for it, I would get so excited. I'd be like, oh my God, I, I just I got them so good. <laughs> and I was so happy with myself. And then I would mess up the shot. I would either miss a layup, airball a jump shot, something like that. And it's just because in my head I was like, Look at me, what's up? I'm great. I did it right now. And just just balancing that where it's like, you know, you gotta finish the play. And that's I think that's a good metaphor for like if you get excited over something, that's good, but make sure you have the long term goal in sight which is for me making a basket which is not really long term but no it is what it is (laughs) in that in that context i completely agree waiting waiting (laughs) your excitement should wait until the play is over yes i'm with it richie you wanna wanna jump in here no i don't disagree with what you're saying I, i was thinking that excitement don't you can't be excited till after i think you can be excited during right like during the journey right i think we forget so much about you know it's not just about the reward it's how we got there too okay that patience and everything that you went through that greediness that you had to you know persevere through this thing and i think all of that is all relative but i think do you think you're riding the high and you although it might be exciting during the journey you have to uh, um you should you should celebrate when it's done not during uh that's how you jinx yourself (laughs) um but yeah, I think, you know, now mentality and patience, again, I think you can take action now, but I think you still have to have some level of patience in your mind. And I, I don't think it just applies to, um, you mentioned like taking out the trash and things like that. Like, I think we talked, when we were talking about the now mentality previously, we were actually talking about like hobbies and like new hobbies, I think. And like, mm-hmm. hey, you should try to do this. And like, if you just don't overthink it sometimes, like, yes, you should have a plan and to do different things like that. But like, you know, sometimes you just want to go try something and you second guess yourself so many times, just do it, just try it, like have fun. Um, but I think when we're talking towards like our goals and like big things like that, I think like to your, to your points, you know, you should have a plan and have some patience and in, in getting to where you want to be. Um, yeah. So another, another aspect of, uh, of like this now mentality versus patience that I want to bring up is, um, with patience, it's not just biding your time or waiting for a goal. I think it can also apply to, to rest and recovery. I think uh, Richie today is a prime example of Mr. 1% two nights in a row of recovery. <laughs> um, and I know for me, the pandemic helped with this because before I was always trying to like hang out with friends and do this and do that and like take on the projects and do this. And I really wasn't trying to like take the time to recover for myself. But since we kind of were forced inside, it it made me learn the difference between like hanging out with friends and taking it easy and recovering and also just, you know, recovering by myself and taking that time to recharge. Because if you're trying to do a lot of different goals and projects, 
you're going to need some time to like be mindless, you know, have your Netflix time to just lay on the floor and stare into the sky. Some people do that. I, I tend to be one of those people sometimes, but you know, everyone has their thing where you just got to like let your, your mind and your body recharge. And I think that's an important part of being patient, especially when bouncing with the now mentality. Oh man. I mean, I could take this to the whole next level. So for me, I learned patience kind of in the worst way possible because back in 2017, I, just finished my last year of college. I was playing soccer for like a local like professional development team. And I was coming off the high there and my coach offered me a spot on the trip to go to Spain that my school did every four years. And I didn't get to go on the first one because I had transferred in. So on my last year of schooling, he offered me a, a spot and I was able to go. And we were obviously going there for soccer. We were going to play a couple of their uh, Spanish teams over there and, and just tour a little bit. So I was hyped. You know, I was coming off of a great, great season with the PDL team. And uh, I was feeling really confident in myself. And two weeks before we were supposed to leave, I was practicing with the college team. And I ended up you know, busting my ankle really badly. I had an eversion sprain on my right ankle. And I lost it, you know, because I was so hyped to go to Spain, feeling so confident. And when you're an athlete and you feel really confident, you don't want anything to stop you. You want to keep riding that high and you want to keep going on there. And I, I lost a lot of that spirit, but I was so pissed that I got that injury that I tried to come back way too soon. And this eversion sprain was not an easy fix. The doctor told me it was going to be about four months for me to fully recover from it. And I was going on this trip in two weeks. And I was like, no way am I waiting four months and I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity to go play overseas and be exposed to a lot of different coaches out there. And I, put, I was in a boot for two weeks and I was in a boot in Spain. But of course, myself and knowing myself back then, I wasn't going to stop playing. And I brought like a kind of like a portable cast, like something I could just tie on and, and give my ankle a little bit more support. But for me playing in Spain and being injured, did so much damage to my ankle that it took me over a year to recover from it. And that really put a lot of setbacks on me. And so when you talk about patience and recovery and wanting yourself to feel better, I always am replaying that entire year in my head of why did I do that to myself? Like, why did I push myself so hard? And I knew I wasn't able to play and all this. And it was a huge learning lesson for me because I was not patient in the recovery process. And that's why I've kind of developed this love for, you know, rehab and learning how to build a body and, and doing that stuff with exercise science. And it, it taught me a, a huge lesson, lesson on being patient and not rushing back on recoveries because who knows what would happen if I had actually stuck to the routine and been patient on recovery and waited the four months, would my ankle, you know, would, would my attitude be different? Not necessarily my ankle, because I mean, I still have problems with my right ankle right now. And I've, worked a lot on recovery and rehab on myself. And so just a little personal story on, on my growth through patience and recovery. So while we dissect that a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really believe that it wasn't worth it to play, play on it? It was not like in hindsight now, but at the time it was not because what it did to me mentally, you were, I was going into this like feeling so, it was the best I've been playing in a long time. And to have that injury come so quickly, I was still in that mindset of like, I can do it. I can do it. When I physically could not do it and playing on it in Spain, like it was great to be on the field with my cleats on, but I didn't play. Like I was running around, limping around and putting more damage onto my ankle. And that really just messed with my mind. Because I would come back, you know, I'd rest for another three months after that trip. I'd come back on the ankle and I'd re-aggravate it and re-injure it. And so it was this constant battle with myself. And that's why it took so long for me to fully recover from it. Because I wasn't smart. I was, I was really dumb in that situation. And I think that really hindered a lot of my progress and my mental progress with being a professional athlete or being into that next level of, of athleticism and getting that mental state involved with it not just the physical attributes that a lot of the top athletes have, but, you know, to be the best, you have to have that mental side of it. And that really put a lot of detrimental effects to it. First of all, I just want to say like, 
thank you for sharing that story. I think it's such a perfect example of patience and recovery and versus the now mentality. And it's, I'm sure it's, it's big and emotional. So I'm, so thank you for sharing that. And I do remember like this time period, I remember like you were taken on the soccer world by storm and I was, we, I was all excited for you and hearing about this, I was, it, it sucked. And I remember seeing the picture of your ankle and it did not look pretty. Um, but if we're dissecting this, do you think that if you didn't play that you would have continued down this path of being a professional soccer player? Cause I know that ultimately was like the, the catalyst for you to, to stop playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it would have propelled me. I think it would have, if I had the right support around, I think a lot of the people that were around me at that time weren't thinking of my mental health in that side. They were like, Oh, just, you can do it. You can do it. You got this. Mm-hmm. And cause I was encouraging that. Cause I was like, I want to do this. I, I can do this. And they would support that thought process. And it really was not the right thought process I needed. And so if I had some type of outside support telling me like, look, if you take these four months off, you're going to be better off because you're going to be battling mentally with yourself for years to come if you don't rest it, because you're just going to have this endless cycle of, you know, you could have done this, you could have done that. And that's why I've kind of pushed past that mindset and accepted that. Um, But that's where I've, I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot from that. I want to say one thing and then you can jump in. Well, I just want to point out like that you are your own narrator applies here because you even said that you were encouraging those people to say that to you and you didn't, you probably didn't realize it, but you were like, I want to play, I want to play. And, and 100%. while an external factor would have helped, like, I just want to point out that you, like everyone fundamentally is their own narrator. So I just thought that that was a cool example. Of that. Well, I mean, going on top of that, I didn't really know any, I didn't know any better either. You know, I was just in my own head of like, I, I have this opportunity in front of me I don't want to waste it. I don't want to squander the opportunity because when am I ever going to go to Spain again? Uh, it's been, what, four, five years now and we can't go anywhere. So <laughs> I, obviously that's putting it into broad, or broad terms, but in a yeah, sense, this, I was like, when am I going to get that opportunity again? That's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, I think it's a really tough call because I think the dream is not just that I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I think the dream is like, oh, like you want to be a professional soccer player. And the place that you do that in is in Europe, like very much so. And this was the opportunity in front of you where like you had a once in a lifetime opportunity to go play in front of said coaches that you could potentially be a professional soccer player for. And so I think it's like when I say it's a tough call, I mean, like it's a tough call because in the time you only saw red, you only saw like I have this opportunity. I have to make this work or else versus like the having that like perception of, yeah, I know I can do this. I know I have this opportunity in front of me. I will have to find a different opportunity if I don't play on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a tough call. Cause you, I think everybody always very much so is like, I, I want to do it now. Like I want, I want it now. I want the so I want the satisfaction now. I don't want it later. Yeah. So it makes it tough. I do. I do look back on it a lot, and I say, what if I didn't go up for that header and come down on my ankle that way? What if I had just let the ball go out? What if I did this or that? I do catch myself on that because that's not a good way to look at things. But I think that's a natural thing when when you see an opportunity pass. I think that's a natural natural thing. I don't know. Anyway, I learned to be patient in a lot of the process. And uh, yeah, hopefully I never have to endure something like that again. But at a young age, that mental growth, I think, is a is a, a huge thing. And it sucks that it came in that way, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Well, in any case, you're here now. And you're part of the Bag Boys, and we're taking the world by storm. So it's all good. Yeehaw, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I think the the lesson I learned from your story is that shit happens. Just got to be patient. Don't get injured, too, is another one. And maybe stretch <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes before you go to bed every night. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Well, um, I, those are all the points I wanted to bring up, and that was a really good way to end the, the segment. So let's roll on to our challenge, which this week, uh, since it is around patience, I want to do one that will instill some patience. I think we're all pretty good at this now. I think it's not going to be a problem for any of us. 
It was a year ago, but the challenge this week is to read 20 pages of a book. It's not going to be a problem for Richie. That's for sure. That's part of his goal. Well, he's got to read it. He can't listen uh, to it. Ooh, that's, I didn't think about that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that worried. And and the caveat with this is that it has to be an all, one, all in one sitting. That's what I want to do, like the 20 pages all in one go. <laughs> I get you. Okay. Turn off your phone. Just mm-hmm. go. Just go. Just read 20 pages. For some people, that's going to be super easy. For some people, that's going to be very hard. I'm not a big, I was never a book, big book reader, but like you said, Derek, last year when we kind of put our head down and said, like, let's try to do it. I mean, all the successful people read two books a day, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever that nonsense is. So he's just trying to get that, the speed up of learning. But I'm excited. I mean, Richie, you're listening to Atomic Habits. I have that book. So I'm going to start reading that this month. That's kind of yeah. like a low key goal. Gonna this is going to be a book club. Maybe you should get it, Derek. We can <laughs> have a book club. I can get it. I, I do need it. I just finished the book I was reading, so I'm going to start a new one. I find I find reading multiple books at a time a little bit easier. I don't know if you guys ever run into that. Like it, really? sometimes just reading reading one book at, at a time is like when you hit when you hit the dog days of like the book and you're like, oh man, this is kind of getting tough. Like I could just switch over to the other one, hmm. and so it makes it a little easier. Yeah, I would not think that, but yeah. I'll, I'll experiment with that. Not not this month, but maybe yeah, be, your, be your own lab rat. Hashtag be your own lab rat, baby. <laughs> with the with the book thing though, I I didn't think that would ever be me, but now I'm starting to see it. And this this one of my friends does that, and I was like, how the hell do you do that? But she just reads for fun too, so I that makes sense. That that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Read 20 pages of a book in one setting, and let's get this bread. Eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. <laughs> Go eat that wheat. Peace out. Sorry, let me put my baguette down. I didn't realize you podcasters were still listening. Well, since you are, why not head over to our Instagram page at the underscore baguette underscore boys and DM us. Let us know how all the challenges are going. And why not let us know how your yearly, maybe monthly, or even weekly goals are going. We'd love to interact with you guys and get new perspective to see how we can better ourselves and maybe even better you. Catch you guys next Monday. Peace out.